I am Whitney Kessner, your host for this episode of the Experience Darden Podcast. Welcome to our episode all about Latin America. This edition of the Experience Darden Podcast is a double feature. It combines interviews with Donna Clark, Executive Director of Admissions, and two current students from Latin America. In the first part of this episode, Donna shares insights about her experiences traveling through the region and why Darden is such a great fit for students from Latin America. In the second half of this episode, second-year students Julie Calderon Benevente and Henrique Argallo share their experience as students, from the case method to recruiting to the famous Lhasa barbecues. Donna will be visiting Brazil, Argentina, and Peru in January 2020. And if you are listening in or near one of these countries, we hope to see you on the road. And now, here's my interview with Donna Clark. Well, hello, Donna. I'm so glad that you are joining me today. My name is Whitney Kessner, and I am a member of the Admissions Committee. And the discussion or the focus of our podcast today is going to be on the Latin American experience here at Darden. So I'm going to begin by welcoming Donna Clark, who is our Executive Director of Admissions, to talk about her experience recruiting in Latin America and then also with upcoming round two deadline and some application tips. And then a little bit further on in the podcast, excuse me, I will be joined by two students who will share their perspective and what they've enjoyed about their time at Darden. So, hello and welcome, Donna. Hi, Whitney. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to talk about Latin America and Darden. Well, great. Well, you have a wonderful history in admissions, and I know you've been on the podcast before and, and shared more about your background, but certainly many years here at Darden, many years at Tuck, and then now back here at Darden the last couple of years, but can you share with our audience a little bit more about when you've traveled to Latin America and what you've enjoyed about your time there? Sure, I would be happy to. It's um, a region that's really near and dear to my heart. I had been at Darden for 15 years and then left and went to Tuck for 12 and came back two years ago. And during my first tenure at Darden, um, in the early 90s, international student representation was significantly lower than it is now. And there was a, a big push at the time to increase the international representation and increase the diversity of the representation. And it was my job to begin our recruiting efforts in Latin America, which was just such a joy. Um, there was a tour company at the time well, that still exists called the MBA Tour, and they ran tours to Latin America. And one of the things that I so valued about traveling with colleagues from other schools to Latin America is the MBA Tour did a really great job of giving us books to read about the culture, bringing in guest speakers to talk about the economy or how the government is structured. So it was really educational. But I would say the thing that I enjoyed the most that you just can't appreciate, I think, unless you go there, is just how relationship-oriented students are from that region. Just so warm and colorful and relationship-oriented. And I remember, again, this was back in the early 90s, um, 
asking people about why Latin America is is sort of so relationship oriented. And what had been articulated to me at the time was that the infrastructure in many Latin American countries was not as sophisticated as it, it is in many other areas, and people really needed to depend on each other mm. to get things done. And I just found such a dramatic difference when you met with people. They were just authentically interested in where you were from and your family and just went out of their way to be welcoming and Honestly, with um, over 25 years of recruiting internationally, I'd say it's it's really a region that's near and dear to my heart because of the positive experiences I've had throughout Latin America. I just love going. Wonderful. Well, as you were relating that story, it definitely helps me get more of a picture of, of why we see Latin Americans thriving here at Darden. And something that's so essential to the Darden experience is learning from each other and building relationships inside the classroom and outside. Right. Um, so I think that that makes for a really natural uh, transition for our students from this part of the world. Um, we teach using the case method of instruction, you know, bringing together a broader class of students from all different backgrounds, different academic training, professional experiences, upbringing. Um, and when you bring all these interesting people together to learn and to have an amazing two years during their time as students, it's really something special. I, I totally agree. I couldn't agree more. And one of the things, as you know, Whitney, we hear throughout the Darden community is what a good fit students from Latin America are with Darden, where, as you mentioned, it's a case method school. It's very team oriented. Relationship building is such an important skill set to have in business and to be successful at Darden. One of the things that I hear from faculty members and the administration is that the Latin American students tend to be a really nice bridge mm. among, you know, typically 38 different countries are represented. And because Latin American students tend to be very outgoing and relationship oriented, um, there is a tendency to be very inclusive, and they're just a great bridge to bring all the international students together. So I think that region is just such a good fit for what we value Agreed. at the school and what is really helpful to have in terms of characteristics for leadership. Certainly. So we've got a couple of trips planned or in the works being planned. And then we also have round two coming up in early January 2020. If we can shift our focus to maybe some application tips and some things uh, for our all of our candidates, but certainly those from Latin America to take into consideration and be thinking as they work on their application. Yeah, great idea. So our next deadline, as you mentioned, is round two. That's on January 6th. So people who are working on it now are considering Darden do have plenty of time. I would say one of the tips I would give is that our office goes out of our way to really be transparent and to give a lot of tips, such as this podcast. There are webinars coming up. Um, there are, are, are two showcases that are coming up mm. for prospective students. I have a series of videos with application tips on everything from your interview to essays to how to try to be authentic mm -hmm. in the application process. So take advantage of what's available for free online on our website. 
we, again, um, the school is just so positively inclined towards Latin American students. We've had such a great track record and would love to see the number of Latin American students increase in the coming years. Um, So that's a great factor to have in your favor. I will be going down to Latin America in mid January for about a week and a half. And one of the things we're going to do for candidates who apply in round two is open up open interviews for candidates um, it, in, from Latin America. Fantastic. So, yeah. So I think that's a nice opportunity for a candidate to guarantee that they can get an interview with me. And I'm really looking forward to people, you know, meeting people on that trip. Sure. Well, and I know that the interview is such an important part of our overall process and something that we really enjoy, that opportunity to connect with a candidate. So whenever we have that opportunity to interview in person, I think that can be, um, you know, just a wonderful way to share more about Darden, but also uh, learn a lot from that prospective student and the uh, the insights they will bring. I, I totally agree. I think it's a joy of our job. Yeah. You know, we for, for listeners, Whitney and I just were in India a couple of months ago and conducted interviews there. And it was just a joy. And I'm looking forward to doing that in Latin America as well. When I think about many of the candidates that I've met over the years and interviewed and and read their applications, one thing I really value, we've talked a lot about the relationship building, but is that the the work experience uh, for many of our candidates from this region often begins while they're in, in, in their pursuing their undergraduate degrees. So they oftentimes bring, you know, for where they are in their career, many more years um, of of experience um, and exposure, which I think is something that um, is wonderful. Uh, Again, sort of tying it to the case method um, where we're really looking for students that have a perspective to bring, can speak to their industry, the different companies that they've worked for, but then also their country, their part of the world, what's happening in Argentina, Um, and how that impacts business and what's happening in the political environment, um, what's happening in Chile and and Peru. All of these things uh, really are um, wonderful infusion of of just cultural and business and uh, government uh, perspectives. Absolutely. And you make a really good point because I think for people who are applying from that region, they might not realize just how valuable and unique that perspective mm-hmm. is. And for Darden to continue to be a well-known global business school, we really feel that it's important to have these perspectives integrated into the classroom so that you can learn from from people from different regions, from different industries. Um, some people may wonder, too, um, how we assess things like work experience in a different region or undergraduate transcripts. And so many of us have been doing this for a long time. You've been doing it for years and myself as well. And so rest assured that people are going to be reviewing your application who are familiar with the different educational systems in Latin America. You don't have to worry that we might not be familiar with your school. Um, oftentimes we are. We know that the grading system is a different grading system and we're very well educated on the different educational systems that are uh, throughout Latin America as well. I'd love to hear your comments on standardized tests. Um, Is that something we also talk about as we 
receive applications from candidates all over the world. Yeah. And, you know, there is uh, there's information that sort of lets us understand test taking in one country versus another right. versus a part of the world. So I yeah. uh, would love to hear your thoughts on standardized tests and particularly for those uh, applying from Latin America. Well, I'm so glad you asked that because I think I have somewhat non-traditional views about standardized tests. I do think that Darden, as, as you know, and so many of us know, is so well known for the quality of teaching and the quality of educational experience, we do want to make sure that a candidate who is gaining admission is academically prepared for Darden. But the way that we can assess that, I think, is goes beyond standardized tests. So I think it's important if you're an applicant who's thinking of applying to Darden to be able to prove that you are prepared. But the manner in which you can prove that I think should be much broader than it has been historically. In the past, there's been a, a quite a big emphasis on GMAT or GRE and the GPA. And I think it's important to, you know, give it your best shot and study. And I always admire people who take those tests multiple times. But in this day and age, in 2019, there are so many alternative ways to show that you can do the work. So um, if it's not your undergraduate school, maybe it's some post-bac classes that you have taken while you're working. Some applicants take a class that used to be called HBX Core is now rebranded as HBS Online. We see that fairly often. Um, we do track what our average GMAT and GRE scores by different regions of the world and take that into consideration. Maybe you have quantitative work that is assigned to you as part of your job and your recommender notes that you excel with the quantitative nature of your responsibilities. So I would think of it broadly and, and the ability to paint a picture that, yes, I'm qualified goes beyond standardized tests. Um, we are test agnostic. We do accept the GMAT or the GRE. We truly don't have a preference um, on either one. I often encourage people to maybe take a couple practice tests in either one and see if one resonates more than, than others. Um, there are test prep classes that you can take. But for the same price, I've seen candidates take HBS online, which is a great sort of precursor to business school in terms of the subject matter that candidates are going to learn and maybe a little bit more relevant to the first right. year curriculum. So I would say just kind of be creative in the picture that you paint about how and why you're academically prepared. Um, and it, 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 it does not have to exclusively focus on a standardized test. Fantastic. Well, it's good to hear that. You know, wonderful to hear your perspective. Appreciate all those tips and uh, excited for you and your return uh, travel coming up. I'm so up. excited. So. I can't wait. I love the region of the world and, and have a lot of good friends that are Darden grads from, you know, back in the 90s when I recruited them. So I'm really looking forward to reconnecting with them and, and hopefully meeting some of you on the road in mid-January. Fantastic. Thank you, Donna. Thank you so much, Whitney. That was my interview with Donna Clark, Executive Director of Admissions. And now, here is my conversation with two of our second-year students, Julie Calderon-Benevente and Henrique Agallo. 
Well, welcome, Julie and Henrique. I am so delighted that you can join me for today's podcast. So a continuation of our discussion around Latin America and uh, the strong connection with Darden and the experience here. So wonderful to have you both here to share your perspective. So let's begin by, Julie, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell me a little bit about your background and why you chose Darden. Yeah, uh, my name is Julie. Uh, I come from Peru. Before Darden, I used to work in logistics and supply chain for a sportswear company back there. Uh, I decided to ch- uh, to come to Darden because, one, I fell in love with the case method. I thought it was, like, way out of my comfort zone, and I wanted to experience that. And also because of the educational experience, I really wanted a place where it's very collaborative, and that's why Darden called me up. Great, Julie. Enrique? Yeah, so, hi, my name is Enrique. I'm from Brazil. Uh, I've done, I worked in finance back in Brazil, worked in a small, medium-sized bank. I've got the chance of working both in Rio and Sao Paulo, so two of the largest main cities. Um, and I came to Darden for a couple of reasons. Of course, the case method is one of them. Uh, when I looked at schools, I wanted a smaller class because I want—I know I, I knew I wouldn't like be friends with everyone, but I figured I would have a better chance instead of a thousand people class. Also, I wanted to live in a smaller city since I grew up and worked in both huge cities in Brazil. I wanted to kind of have this experience of living in a smaller community. And together with academics, just joined together, just made Darden perfect, and very happy I've been here. Fantastic. Well, you both mentioned the case method. So uh, for our audience, they may may have experienced it, may have visited, but likely not. So if you can talk through a little bit around learning in the case method. Henrique, why don't you start right. off and then, you know, particularly as as a student from Brazil coming from the finance industry, what do you feel your perspective that you've been able to contribute to these discussions? Yeah, so the case method uh, for me, it's very exciting. So I did engineering back in Brazil. So as you can think, it's like huge lecture halls, professor talks all the time, you hardly ask a question, and then you study by the book. And so the case method for me was very different and exciting just because you're expected to participate. Uh, you're expected to have an opinion and most often you actually change it as the discussion goes. So that's awesome. But also like you listen to what your, your peers are, are, are thinking. You get perspective of people from different cultures and different, totally different backgrounds and ways of growing up. So it's things that you'll never think about and never kind of read in a book. So for me, having that option and having that uh, not option, but having that opportunity was was amazing. Uh, and then how I approached it for me is, of course, the, the finance classes were the one I felt more confident to speak up. But I think the professors and even the students help you uh, get confident and motivated to speak. So finding out that I would raise my hand in a marketing class and talk in those was very exciting and see how I developed. Yeah. Julie, did you feel, you know, from your Peruvian background uh, that you were able to help your classmates maybe understand more? Yes, uh, uh, it was definitely very challenging. The way that they teach in Peru is definitely different. It's more theory, and I found the classes somewhat boring. And here it was basically the students that lead the class, and it was very exciting for me to even showcase my experience and raise my hand to some classes where I was surprised that I knew and I could help and even the students in my class were helpful and they always were grateful of, for my comments too. Great. 
so a history or a background, I should say, in supply chain. Yeah. Um, what do you look? What did you do this past summer, and what are you hopeful to do after you graduate? Uh, this past summer, I uh, interned at Google mm-hmm. in the hardware planning and fulfillment team, uh, basically doing logistics and supply chain too. I really wanted to continue. I I know now, and I'm pretty really, pretty sure that I want to do that when I go. When, when I finish Darden, I'm not sure where I'm going yet, but definitely the tech industry and supply chain is what I want. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Enrique, how about you? What did you do this summer? Yeah, so for me, I kind of, uh, it was interesting because I came to Darden thinking I would try to pivot and learn something different. And I ended up going back to finance. And I'm, so I'm doing investment banking in New York mm-hmm. at Deutsche Bank. I'm very excited. It's uh, it's a lot of work, but for for investment banking, New York is the mecca of it. So mm-hmm. being able to to learn there, experience it, I think it's going to be huge for my career and success in the future. Can you talk a little bit about what you experienced in terms of recruiting in the United States and how that may or may not have been different from what you what you experienced out of undergrad, um, and how you know how you sort of found the career services here. Uh, the clubs and organizations to help support you in that? Recruiting uh, for international students here is a little bit tough, mm-hmm. uh, but it's definitely not impossible. Uh, CDC has helped me a lot in trying to first uh, focus in what I wanted and see the companies that are a better fit for me. Also, we do a lot of mock interviews and preparation for it. And I think in the end, uh, it helps a lot that... We've been prepared. Yes. And all those know. cases. <laughs> I know. Also, the case method helps a lot right. with some case interviews that we've had. So, yes. Great. Yeah. So, for me, uh, it, it was very interesting because it changed complete, completely. Uh, in Brazil, it's usually for you to get an interview, it's based on your, your resume. Mm-hmm. And they look at the, that piece of paper kind of tells what your future is. And, and then, of course, you have to be prepared for the interview. And here I found out it's completely the opposite in a way. Sometimes your CV doesn't really matter. And it's more of having to network, get to know people that work there, talk to them and like talk to eight, nine people inside the bank uh, to actually get the invite for an interview. So mm-hmm. that uh, joined with academics and everything else, it's it's a lot of work, but it's definitely doable. Uh, I think, of course, for us Latinans and even other cultures coming into a different culture, it's harder. It's you have to overcome that to to recruit. Mm-hmm. But I echo Julie, and it's totally doable. No matter what career you choose, you just have to row the boat sometimes harder than your <laughs> peers. <laughs> Will you break down that networking a little bit more? You know. All these calls. What do you discuss on these phone calls? Yeah, so it's it's kind of interesting because usually the best calls I had, I didn't talk about finance or the bank. Yeah. So you talk about random stuff, uh, sports sometimes, sometimes weather, sometimes traveling, sometimes like a number of subjects. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you also use them to get to know what the culture of the company you're going to is. Uh, who are the people that are working in the group? What are their background? Like, try to find similarities with yourself, what you're thinking for yourself and career. So, uh, it's, it's interesting because, uh, you kind of get to know people, although superficially, but you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very different. Like I said, uh, they start judging you more of what you're talking and what you're asking and how you're talking and how you present yourself rather than where you worked at, what you did and how like important in your last job you were. 
Yeah, your interpersonal skills, your exactly. ability to work on a team, exactly uh, to collaborate, yeah. but also be a leader. All things hopefully yeah. <laughs> you've had your time at Darden. So, all right, we've talked about work, uh, you know, sort of the career search and the academic, but there's another part I would think of your Darden experience, you know, outside of class, mm-hmm. outside of recruiting. Julie, what clubs and organizations have you gotten involved in during your time? Oof, there are too many to count. <laughs> uh, right now, I'm, I'm president of the Global Business and Culture Club, and Fantastic. I'm I'm also the VP of Events for Resilience Initiative, mm. oh, uh, yes. which is dear to my heart. I also participate a lot in the LASA Club. Being Latin America, it, I'm very passionate about it. Uh, but also, there's like the outdoor clubs that I enjoy a lot because we go hiking almost every weekend, and well, yeah, there's there's kind of... Would ones. you mind sharing a little bit more about the Resilience Initiative? Uh, yeah, we're just going to have Resilience Week next week. Mm-hmm. We're planning to... Uh, we know that Darden is just not about education and recruiting. We, we know that this is challenging, and we try to help first-year students, especially and some second-year students that are having maybe a rougher time than some others, just to be more resilient, to know that they're not alone in this, right. and that we there's help that... If they need it, uh, we can try to help. And it's okay to ask for help. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's been something I've really enjoyed watching over the last couple of years, that that initiative, the Resilience Week, uh, really build momentum and and be something that uh, I think all students greatly appreciate. Especially in November, which is the start of the applications and interviews. So, Yeah. yeah, that's why we wanted to do it at the start. Good timing. Yeah. And, you know, you're not involved in anything, are you, Enrique? <laughs> yeah, no. Socially, I think Darden has a lot to offer. And it's, uh, it kind of touches back a little bit when I said um, the small city. So, yeah. like, everything you do in Darden, there's someone from Darden there. It doesn't matter if you're going to a party from Darden or if you're going to a bar randomly in the city. Yeah. Uh, so that, for me, is, is really nice. But I, I am also in, very involved in clubs. Uh, I try to be a member of all affinity clubs because okay. I think every club has something to offer and, like, in different perspectives. Um, I'm also the president of Laza, which is a lot of work since uh, <laughs> we try to get uh, a lot of people together in barbecues and Dia de los Muertos parties and carnival parties. And there are a lot of events that we try and bring Darden as a community together. So uh, I'm very grateful and very happy because it's it's an interesting challenge, uh, and like it's it's good to give back and be be a part of the community. What's your favorite Lhasa event? The barbecues for me are the my favorite. I yeah. think um, like the parties are nice, but the parties usually bring not does not bring everyone in Darden. It's mm-hmm. usually more uh, like the families and people that have smaller kids won't really attend. Oh, okay. So the barbecues for me are really nice because like it's everyone. It's yeah. a good part of the day. Hopefully sunny. Uh, so and the food is also great. So yeah. I think it's a great event uh, in Darden. Yeah. Is there a component to Lhasa that uh, sort of is beyond that social component? It, do you uh, do you help support students in the career search process at all? Yeah. So even in Lhasa, we we tried to, we're trying two programs this year. One is the Buddy, which is basically pairing first years with second years that did the did the career or try to like recruit for the career that they're interested in. Mm-hmm. So we're doing that, which helps a lot and especially if the first years reach out and they're really using the buddy 
And we also have another one that we kind of copied from Gwib, uh, which Julie can mention a bit <laughs> later, but uh, it's just kind of an, a connection that you have, someone that you can talk about more personally and more about academics and less about career. Okay. Just to help out in how the life is at Darden because first year gets a little bit chaotic and overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, Copying is the highest form of flattery. So you mentioned uh, the Graduate Women in Business GWIB. So is that an organization you're part of? I, I'm i not VP, but I do participate a lot. And they have this mentorship program where a, a first a, a first year is also coupled with the second year. And yeah. it's not much about academics, but it's more of like how your first year is going to be. We know that we already been through this, so we can help you. And it's mostly to try to get... Uh, some second years to meet first years because here with so many people it's kind of difficult to meet everyone so right. it's just another opportunity to help fantastic mm-hmm. well certainly you all made a big decision to to leave your home your home country and, and move to charlottesville and it sounds like you've really immersed yourself in the community here have you had an opportunity to travel beyond whether it's throughout the u.s or to go on any of our darden worldwide courses I did a DWC to Japan. We traveled Ooh, in the yeah. spring before a group of us went to Australia. Oh, great. Thinking that because we were already crossing the pond, it was going to be closer. It was not, but it yeah. was very, <laughs> very nice. Uh, we traveled to Sydney and then Cairns, and it was amazing, something that mm-hmm. I've never experienced. And Japan was also a different culture, something that... I never imagined I could see we had the opportunity to go to all these companies that we've talked about in cases like Toyota mm-hmm. and also some other companies that had such a culture shock for me that I think I learned a lot. And also just like the touristic things that are in Japan. are It's very amazing. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. I hear great things about that DWC. It was. Yeah, it was great. And the food was yeah. also amazing. Oh, good. <laughs> Yeah, I, I had a chance of traveling a lot too. Uh, I did my DWC to China, mm. which was like, incredible. I can't even find the words to actually explain, but it was so different. And like seeing China and how it grew and learning about their culture and their business was amazing. And then after that, I took the opportunity to go to Japan <laughs> on my own. <laughs> which You're was, there. Which yes. was also Why very nice. Uh, but I think Darden, again, it's because of the community, people will plan trips on their own and get a group of people together. Last year, I knew like more than 60 people in like Costa Rica and Colombia. Uh, I went with a group of like 15 people to Puerto Rico. There are a bunch of uh, opportunities for you to travel throughout the entire year. I'm doing a class now that will take me to Gettysburg, which I'm very, very excited. A rich part of history that you don't really study back in Brazil. Mm -hmm. So the opportunities are there and you're going to meet so many people that you're definitely going to travel somewhere awesome and you're going to remember. And it's not just a... Outside of the U.S., we, we as internationals like to get to know, like, the U.S. too. Oh, yeah. There's the tech track. We went to San Francisco to visit some companies there, which was really helpful for mm-hmm. my recruiting process. I can I know imagine. there's also finance track to New yeah, York. Yeah, we went to New York, which was also amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we visited, like, 14 banks in this, in, in a week. <laughs> so, yeah, and, like, it's, it's, it's interesting. New York hours. Yeah, and you see different, like, how the banks are set up. Like, I came from a bank, right, and I was, like, the like different how cubicles and like spaces are set up yeah so it's it was very interesting it's definitely a great experience to have 
Well, I've so enjoyed our conversation and appreciate your sharing about your experiences. Um, if we can end on, is there anything, any advice or any insight that you would like um, uh, prospective students, particularly from, from Latin America, to, to keep in mind as they think through business school and Darden? Yeah, for me, um, I think if you have the chance to come here, mm-hmm. do. Um, I, I came, um, some, some other Latins that have the opportunity to come and visit us and talk to first years and second years. I think you, you'll get a lot from it, way more than what you look on the website. Uh, yeah. so for me, I, I knew, I know it was important. I made friends even in my theoretically third year. So people that weren't even, are not even in Darden, but because I came, I got their contact and keep kept in touch. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a great option. And if you do have the opportunity to come, I know it's hard to come because you're not going to regret it. Yeah. Yeah. And also don't be afraid to like ask and communicate with everyone that you know at Darden. I remember when I got here, like before when I was admitted, I didn't know there were more Peruvians in here right. and I had a mentor, but I never occurred to me to ask if there were other Peruvians. Yeah. And when I got here, there was a, a whole community of us. So just don't afraid to ask and just talk to as much as people as you can. Yeah. Um, echoing that, if you even if you don't have a mentor, because it's, I think, maybe later when you got accepted or something like mm-hmm. that, but like going on LinkedIn and finding a Darden alum or even a Darden current student and reaching out, I'm sure you're going to get a response pretty quickly and they will all be able or available for for you to call and talk and have an opinion about the school and recruiting and everything. Fantastic. Well, good advice, both of you. So, well, thank you both. And, uh, you know, I know this is your, your second year at Darden. And so hopefully you will make the most of this time. And thank you for your many contributions to our community and excited for what's next. So, yeah, thank you. Thank Glad thank to you. be here. And that was my conversation with Julie and Enrique, two second year students who will be graduating in May 2020. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, things you would like us to cover here on the Experience Darden podcast, we're all ears. We can be reached at darden at virginia.edu. And until next time, thanks for listening.